this is as real as it gets. This is Nash Gruner, the son of Olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW radio show in your face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW radio in your face. Give it to me, baby. All right, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and uh, we have another great guest lined up for today. He is, um, well, how can I say it? He's a, a wrestling, former wrestling superstar, still a superstar. You can catch him on the WWE Network. Uh, he is the owner of CP Customs Motorcycles, and he's also the star of Lords of the Car Hordes. So I don't want to, you know, really get into too much chitter chatter because I really want to get him on the show. Uh, but I do want to remind all of our listeners to make sure you check out, uh, our other show, Money Never Sleeps, where we're talking about anything that, that impacts the flow of money anywhere in the world from real estate, venture capital, technology, so on and so forth. And we have another, another couple of cool shows that'll be coming out. Uh, that we're going to make mention on as we, we move forward. You can go to ucwmagazine.com to check out more and keep up to date with everything. You can follow me on Twitter as well to get further updates. But with that said, without further ado, let's bring on the host of Lords of the Car Hordes, Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> All right, Chuck, welcome to the UCW Radio Show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Lewis. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you taking time to come on the show. No, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. You know, what I want to do, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, because, you know, this is a show, you know, we're going to be talking about your career, and I just want them to get a better feel for who you are, even though you, you've been you've been around, you know, for a little bit, you you. You, you achieved your superstardom in, in, in the ring. And uh, so I just want to kind of crank back to the beginning. You know, you know, where did you grow up and how did you get involved in wrestling in the first place? Yeah, well, you know, I actually grew up back east uh, in New England in a small town uh, called West Warwick. It's a suburb of Providence, uh, Rhode Island. That, that's where the package stores are. <laughs> that's where the package stores are, yeah. Um, anyway, small town guy for the most part, uh, I wanted to go out to California. So I, I joined the Navy when I was 19 and, uh, that got me out to California and, um, you know, wrestling didn't start. I went from the Navy to a bas uh, play basketball in college. I got a scholarship coming out of the Navy to play basketball. Uh, and then I left college early. I went to Central Missouri State University. I left early. I gave up my scholarship to go try out, uh, for the WCW power plant. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, 98, and um, I'm sorry, 97 or 98, and that was it. I uh, I never watched wrestling really in my life, uh, except for the days of uh, the Saturday mornings with Hogan and and Sarge and, and those guys. But uh, I was doing final exams during my uh, my college run there, and I just happened to see Monday Nitro as I was flipping through the channels. And I believe I might have been Lodi or one of the guys uh, who was with WCW at the time was holding up a sign in the audience. And it said, you want to wrestle? And it had the number to the WCW power plant. Wow. I didn't catch it that time. I didn't have time to write it down. I taped the show the following week. I wrote the number down. And I ended up calling the power plant, eventually getting through. And 
uh, when I finished up school for the year, I, I went down there, tried out. I made it through the tryout. They invited me back to train. Trained for about seven months, doing indie shows around the Atlanta area. Um, and then they sent me over to New Japan to get a little more experience. <clears throat> Worked in New Japan for a little while, came back, and I got to deal with, with uh, WCW. Wow, that, that, that's a pretty cool story because you didn't, I mean, you didn't set out to be a wrestling star. You just, you were just trying to en enjoy life and grow as a person. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You know, <clears throat> I never felt I had achieved what I wanted to achieve uh, in athletics. And I felt, hey, you know, if I can make a living being an athlete for a while, why not? Um, at the time, I had a one-year-old baby girl. Mm -hmm. Money's tight, and I just busted my ass to break in and get a deal with WCW. Unfortunately, I did. Well, um, and that was it. Well, back then with the power plant, I know that yeah, a lot of guys were coming through there, and I think uh, who who was two of the trainers there? I, I forget who some of the trainers were. I, I know I think Orndorff was one of the trainers there. No. Yeah, towards the end, uh, Orndorff was a trainer. Uh, but uh, in the early days of the power plant, we had uh, Sarge, you know, mm -hmm. Buddy Lee Parker. Right. We had we had Jody Hamilton, the original. Uh, Jody Batman. Hamilton. Yep. So uh, Jody was the main guy, and then uh, later on, Jody went into the uh, a different part of the company, and Orndorff took over. Um, but yeah, that's basically how it started. I knew nothing about wrestling. I didn't know how much of a work it was. Uh, I knew it was somewhat of work, but I didn't know how much, to what extent. I had never been smartened up. I didn't know anybody else in the business. I jumped in my truck with my girlfriend and my daughter, and we drove across country and I showed up at the power plant. Wow. And, and you know the, how the wrestling business is, man. You know, you're, you're, you're fortunate because if you don't know what's going on, you know, sometimes people befriend you and sometimes they do other things to you. Yeah, well, you know, wrestling business, you know, you, you know yourself, Lewis. The boys all know it. It's a tough business. Yep. Uh, you got, you got to protect yourself. Um, a lot of times, the answers are not there. Um, but, I, you know, being naive at the time, I think that had a lot to do with it. I was naive. I saw that ad for WCW. It said, uh, come train at the power plant in six months. You could possibly get a TV contract. I saw that, and I just said, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Well, you, that was it. I think I, I think I was better off that I didn't know anything about the business at the time. Yeah, I, I that's what I was gonna say because I, I don't think it was being naive in in life. It was just being naive to the business. So it actually allowed you to say, "Hey, you know what? That's an opportunity. I'm gonna take it," and that's what you did. Yeah, absolutely. Because I gotta be honest with you, if I was 25, 26 years old today, and you know, knowing what I know about the business now, I probably wouldn't go for it. I'm not negative about the business. I just know it's a very hard business to make it in. Uh, it's, a, it's a, it's a different lifestyle, making... man. It's a different lifestyle. It is. And I, at, at this, you know, if knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have went for it. I probably would have said, you know, I need to be a little more realistic. You know, maybe I'll stay in school, finish up my degree. You know, I wanted to go work in uh, federal law enforcement. I said, you know, probably would have stuck with that, you know? Yeah, you would have been part of the Secret Service, service probably protecting Obama today. 
maybe. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I was naive to the wrestling business because uh, I feel like I've lived a great life and I've, I've been around the world, met great people. It's a very interesting business. Um, I've learned so much about life being in the business and, um, you know, continuing what I do now outside the business, I, just being uh, an employee or, or independent contractor with Vince McMahon, I've, I've learned about so much in business, you know. And that's important, especially with, again, with what you're doing now. But, you know, a lot of people outside of, of the wrestling world, they don't, they don't understand, you know, the trials and tribulations. They just see what they see on TV. You know, they don't understand what happens behind the scenes that, you know, you're bouncing around, you're, you're taking care of one, especially if you have a family. You're taking care of one household. Meanwhile, you have your traveling household. So expenses, you know, kind of go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's a young man's game these days, and it's a single person's game these days, you know? Yeah. Tough having a family. Traveling the roads, doing all that stuff, you know. Yep, yep, that definitely is, definitely is, you know. But you did it, and you, you know, you have you have a legacy in wrestling because now with the WWE and what they've done with taking everybody over, <laughs> they're making acquisitions all over the place, and they did all that stuff. You know, all that footage, all that the uh, the older footage, all that stuff is alive and well today, and that is absolutely. a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know. Uh, with the uh, the new coming here of the uh, WWE Network, you know, people are watching, you know, matches that I was in, you know, in the late 90s and stuff, and it's, it's kind of cool to hear about that, you know? Yeah, well, you kind of... What's, what's, what's old is new again, you know? Right, yeah, and you kind of, you know, revive uh, fans, because now you have fans that really get crazy i mean they get crazy with ufc they get crazy with wwe and they want to still sit in front of the the, the computer for 10 hours watching matches you know right but exactly. but, but yeah <laughs> but, but you know but it but it's good because what it does it brings back to life you know like i i was in ohio and i was talking to bruno and those matches all that stuff comes back to life and it gives them yeah. new life and, and i think that's pretty pretty cool it is it's very cool yeah, so now you you kind of you went you went WCW, you went to the WWE. You know, how long was your stint in the WWE? Well, I had two runs over there. I went over there I, I believe was uh as soon as the uh, uh as soon as Vince acquired WCW, I went right over. Um and then I got released in I believe maybe 2004, late 2004, 2005. So my first stint over there was about three years, and then I went back again uh, in 2006 for a couple more years. And then, then that was about it for you, right? That was about it, yeah. yeah I mean, you, you know, just... when I went back that last time in 06, I signed a two-year deal. Um, I know how the business works. Um, I was just happy to get one more opportunity and, you know, sack some money away, you know, and I was able to promote my motorcycle business with the gimmick mm -hmm. they let me do. I was able to promote what I was actually uh, getting ready to to transfer into. Right. So uh, that was a big thing for me is using using the uh, the TV uh, just to start my bike business off. You know. Yeah, but you know it's it's marketing. It's marketing. You know, and anyone that that's listening to the show, you know, if you when you see the the Rock come back, you know, when you see him come back, when you see Batista, when you see this one, that one, that have been out of the business that actually come back, it's, it's usually to market something. 
a movie, yeah. a show, or something. But that's okay because it puts them back in the light. You know, even when Jericho comes back, you know, he's off his tour, but he's promoting what what he's doing. But it's all good stuff. You know, it's a platform. It, it is, and that's uh, you know, one thing. Uh, WWE is such a great platform. Um, you know, it's a priceless platform. You got live TV in front of millions every week. Uh, there's no greater platform to uh, to market yourself or uh, you know try to push what you're trying to push. Whether it's you know you got uh, someone's working on a movie or someone's uh, working on like you said Jericho with the band or just something small like me working on another show or uh, my bike business or you know it helps. Well, I, look, I wouldn't say someone small like you because first of all, you're not a small dude. Second of all, you have, <laughs> you, have you have a lot of things going on, man. You know, and and uh, in a little while, you know, after we take this quick break, we're going to talk about the uh, the Lord of the Car Hordes because I think a lot of your fans are going to want to hear what you have to say about that. You know, I caught the first season of that, and it was just by chance that I was just changing the channels and I saw it and I said, "Oh, this is pretty cool." This is pretty cool. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, the, the show the, the show was fantastic because it, it wasn't, how can I put it? It's not just a show where, all right, we're going to go do this, and this, this is the end result. We're going to pimp your ride. This, you're actually helping people to, act, to get an end result with all the, the, the crap that they have in their yard. And meanwhile, there's some gold there that they don't even know about. Or maybe they do. They just don't know what to do. You know, that's. That's why I love the concept too, so much. I mean, I love building cars and motorcycles and all that stuff, but that's been done a lot on TV. It's a fact, like you said, that we're helping people. Mm-hmm. That's that that's so rewarding and so much fun, and that's why I enjoy it so much. And you, you're right. I think that's why the people enjoy it so much because they like seeing people help people. Yeah, you know? and, and that's a key thing. And before we go to our break, I have to ask a question because I know all the wrestling fans are going to want to know, you know, what what was what and I know it's hard to say and I hate asking this question but I have to ask it. You know what was what was one of your best or I'm going to say most uh, fulfilling matches that you've had? Oh gosh, that's a tough one. You know, I know it's um, a t- it's always a tough one because you don't want to insult anyone. But you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure your fans want to hear this. You know, one thing I thought was pretty cool. It always comes to my mind is. Uh, when Billy Gunn and myself uh, wrestled uh, tag team uh, championship match against uh, Hulk Hogan and Edge in Boston. You know, coming from Providence, Rhode Island, uh, being a New England guy, yep. uh, to be able to, you know, even be in the ring in a match against a guy like Hogan, who is, you know, such an icon in the business, um, that was that always sticks out in my mind, you know. I mean that's a highlight moment, man. That that's I mean, how many people, you know, can say that? I, I one thing I can say is funny. Like you know, you know, Lanny, right? You know, I I mean, I yeah. I speak to him and the he he always points to this. He says one of his most his his most memorable matches is when he was on uh, the Saturday Night's main event and he wrestled Hogan. Right. You know, and, you and and it sticks in his head, and, and I'm like, you know, Lanny, you know, you're you're Lanny Poffo, your brother's, you know, uh, Randy Macho Man, and that's your your highlight match. You say, yeah, because the crowd, the energy, were at the Garden. This it was the highlight moment, and I said, I get yeah. it, and I understand it, you know, and and that's what you had because you were home. Yeah, I was home. Um, it's Hulk Hogan. Um, 
you know, yeah, you know, people talk about these five-star matches and big matches with all these false finishes and all this stuff and, you know, all great work and all this stuff. That's all fine and dandy, but we're talking about wrestling, you know, a legend, mm-hmm. probably the biggest legend ever or there ever will be in the business, you know. So that, that that's big to me, you know. Yeah, unless you drag Bruno in the ring, but uh, he's still tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that would, that would be that would be incredible. But uh, I, I, I mean, he he shook my hand. I was like, Bruno, come on, take it easy. We're not in Pittsburgh. Relax. <laughs> nah, I, I love Bruno. He's a good guy. All right, but Chuck, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick quick break, and we're gonna cut through the wrestling uh, part of it, and we're gonna talk about your show and everything else that you that you have going on. So stay with us and. I want our listeners to stay with us. We're coming back with Chuck Palumbo, and we're going to be talking about Lord of the Car Hordes and a whole bunch of other stuff. Stay with us. This is Chef Gavin Murphy with your one-minute healthy cooking tip. For all my fellow fitness freaks out there, eating lean, high-protein meats like chicken, turkey, or even pork loin is part of our everyday diet. I get asked all the time, how do I make chicken breast juicy and not dry and overcooked? This is how. Season the breast with salt and pepper and sear in a drizzle of olive oil in a hot pan until golden on both sides. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and place the breasts on a foiled oven tray. Pour one cup of chicken broth on the tray and pop it in the oven for six to seven minutes. What's going to happen is the broth will create steam in the oven while the chicken is cooking and add moisture to the meat. And that's my secret. Also, very important, guys, once you take the chicken out of the oven, let it rest for three to four minutes, and this will also keep all the juices in the breast. For more tips and information on me, go to my site, GavinMurphy.com.
right, welcome back to the UCW Radio Show, and we're here with Chuck Palumbo. We were talking about wrestling. We were talking about the iconic days, and now we're going to talk about you know his motorcycle business and his show. Chuck, welcome back to the show. Bob, thanks for having me back, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've been having some fun here, and now we're going to get to the nitty gritty because you know we want to go into what you're doing now. You know, you we we talk about your Navy days, we talk about your wrestling days. You know, you're not you're not a dumb guy. You're a pretty intelligent guy, and it shows what you have going on. You know, you were you always a mechanic? Yeah, you know, actually, I grew up. uh, with a wrench in my hand, pretty much. My dad was always a hands-on guy, and uh, so I grew up in it. And then, you know, my first job was in an auto body shop, a restoration shop, and that was about 14, 15. Uh, rebuilt my first car by the time I was 16, uh, so I had a car to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, uh, even when I left uh, to go in the service, I was an aviation uh, mechanic slash fabricator. So that's what I did in the service in the Navy, so... So, so you can yeah, actually. I've always, I've always been in it. So you can actually build a ship. <laughs> I, I that would be challenging, but I I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be scared. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that, that would be interesting. That they, that's an episode idea. <laughs> there you go. Don't don't add ideas to the producers if you're listening. All right. Okay, so <laughs> so you you were you you went to the navy. You did that, and uh, you, I mean, you just you have to enjoy it. You have to love doing it. Yeah. No, I love. Um, you know, building cars, building motorcycles, there's, uh, to me, they've always been functional art. You know, it's artwork, it's an extension of one's personality, but at the same time, this stuff works. They're machines. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I love that stuff, man. I, I never get bored with it. Um, you know, right now, the shop slam, we're doing seven bikes right now, one car, you know. I love it, you know. Well, I mean, you you have to uh, if you're doing it, of course, you know. But I always feel that if you love what you do, it's not work, you know. It's it, it's a passion. Exactly. Yeah. Completely correct. Yeah. Completely correct. And and uh, you know and what you know you you you're a creative person, so it kind of allows you to express that creativity through machinery. That's 100% right. I, I say that a lot. Yeah, it's a way to express myself creatively, you know. And, uh, yeah, I love it. I enjoy it. Um, you know, the car show now is is, uh, is great because now I get to do it again. Uh, and at the same time, you know, we help people. So now the world gets to see what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm having a blast, man. Yeah, and you had your first season of Lord of the Card Hordes, uh, what was it, uh, earlier this year, right? Yeah, uh, April uh, was the uh, premiere for the uh, Lords of the Car Hordes. Um, it's been airing around the world in a different market uh, every few weeks. So I know it just aired uh, in Venezuela, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place, over 260 markets around the world. And uh, the feedback's been fantastic, which I'm just, you know, I feel blessed about that. Everywhere else in the world, they call it Extreme Car Hoarders. I think what it is is it makes it easier for the translation in language. But, um, yeah, the States is called Lords of the Car Hordes. It's been a blast, man. And, you know, like we spoke with before, I didn't realize this until we started doing the show because, you know, I've been building bikes and cars for a long time. But mm-hmm. when you're helping people with these hordes and you're kind of cleaning up their place and getting their life on track, I mean, you're helping them 
with their life. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal, man, and it's so rewarding, you know. And, and that's why I like the show. That's why when I personally saw it, you know, I saw it, I said, okay, what is this? And I saw, I saw your name. I said, all right, let me go, let me, let me watch this because now I'm interested. And then as I was going, you know, as it was going on, I said, you know what? This, this show is no joke. You know, you're actually yeah. helping people and you're, you're showing people out there what you do. You know, it's TV, so you got to have your, your comedy, you got to have all that other stuff, that drama involved, you know, but just showing people right. that, hey, we're there, we're, we're providing a service. And, yep. you're, and you're actually, you know, because, I mean, hoarding is a problem. They, they have TV shows about this, that people actually hoard stuff in their house and everything. And, yep. you know, you kind of, you help people get through that because some people hoard for emotional reasons. I, I don't know. I mean, right. I, I've heard of that. Right. Yeah, you know, and that's that's one of the things, you know, with these hoarding shows, um, ours especially, we get to go in to the backstory on why this car hoarder is in this situation, why they're hoarding. So we kind of get to go into the backstory a little bit. We do the car build. Uh, we get their yard cleaned up. Uh, we get their life straight. You know, it's more than just building the car. So that's what I like about it so much. People watch it and they tell me, hey, man, this is not really a car show. It is, but it isn't. And I said exactly. Yeah, and and that it's it's a feel good it's a feel good show. You there, know? there you go. And I, and I can I was calling it Lord of the Car Hordes because I'm just talking to you, and you know I don't want yeah. Rick, I don't want Rick Door to get get upset. <laughs> All right, you <laughs> gotta take you, you gotta take it easy. I'll I'll use the word Lords for now on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's just I have you on the show. I don't want people to think that I, that, that I was uh, didn't know the name of the show. I do. It's just that I have you on here. If Rick was on here, then I used the word lords, but I'll use the lords for yeah. the rest. Uh, so, so now when you started, one thing I noticed when you guys did the show and it premiered and it went through the season and the season ended, the one thing that I realized, and it was funny, how back to back to back to back – all these other car shows started coming up, and, and I had mentioned it to you. I said, all these shows are coming up. It's like you guys sparked this. However, not one of those shows are about helping anybody. It's about showing how you build a car or a bike. It's not about helping anybody. You guys help people. Correct. That's exactly correct, and that's why I love our show so much. Yeah, I may be biased, but at this point, most of the Discovery fans the History Channel fans, you know, the guys, the car guys, the motorcycle guys, they've all seen a car being built many yeah. a times. Uh, you know, Chip Foose, he was one of the originals with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. He... And uh, we've all seen that now. So, um, you know, I didn't want to just do a car building or a motorcycle building show, you know, and uh, I, I, I think it's interesting. I agree, man. I'm just I'm so glad that I, I was able to... Uh, be a part of this you know no and it's pretty cool because I, I when i look at this show and people are going to think i'm crazy but you know look you got to kind of measure it up i think you know you look at like extreme uh the stream makeover all right when they're Make, making right. over these houses and you know they're, they're taking someone that needs help and they do something you know extreme weight right. loss that type of thing you're helping someone it's a, you know, again as you said it's a feel-good show people are losing weight they're, right. they're bettering their lives you know and, and this is not a show but this is an organization you know we're building together they actually do the same type of thing out there and you know, they do it on a massive scale all over the country nfl players wwe all these people people involved they don't have a tv show however however it's about doing good for other people and when i look at right. your show same premise 
And once people get, uh, once they start seeing it, and as as it goes international, as you said, they're I, I see them adhering to it, saying, "Hey, you know what? Holy crap! You know they helped this person, and now look at their yard. They can build a whole different house in that yard now." Right. You know, and, right. but but it's like a mental cleanup too for these people. It, it is, and I think that's a major part of it. You know, you know, in the beginning, it's very hard to convince these people to give us their car, let us sell all their stuff off. I mean, they don't know us from anywhere. We have to gain their trust. And I think, you know, um, I was tailor-made for this because I love cars. I love motorcycles. I could find myself in that situation. So I try to put myself in their shoes when I speak with them, and I try to be considerate of their feelings and, you know, and and get them to trust me Hmm. because I honestly want to help them. Once you get their trust, and they realize you're there to do good and help them, then it's all downhill from there, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, you know, trust with anything, any relationship with any situation, trust is the most important thing because once you have that trust, you know, it makes things easier to move forward. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about uh, your, your your body shop, your your, your shop. You know, not your body shop, but yep. your, your your shop. I want to talk a little bit about that and all the fabrications that, that you've done. What, what are you working on now? And let's talk about that, your, your shop. That's a, that's a good question. Um, right now, um, car-wise, uh, I'm doing a 1970 uh, Camaro Z28. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice car, um, very original. So we're bringing that one back to a completely back to original. So that's uh, that's that's a fun one. Um, bike wise, I think we got like I think we have seven bike builds going now. Um, mostly choppers, a uh, couple bare bones choppers, seventies, uh, late sixties retro type bikes, and then we got a couple uh, real real high end. Uh, best of the modern world combined with the best of the old school look we're doing a, a few of those so um slammed right now man it's not enough hours in the day um i get up early and i go to bed late i uh you know and i'm, I'm still trying to you know keep myself in shape a little bit so between that uh having a family uh juggling the business um I'm always busy, man. <laughs> no, I mean, it, look, as I said, you know, any any entrepreneur out there, they're they put their all into it, and you're no different. You know, you love what you yeah. do. You're building something. You have your show, and one thing I'll say that the lords, I'm, I said it right, the lords of the car hordes. There you go, Rick. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah. I mean, the second season, I think it's going to be killer. I I believe that it's going to – I I see this show having legs, and, and I do see a lot coming out of it because you have so many different shows out there, and you have reality show stars that pop out and like, hey, make me into a star. You know, but, I mean, when people are doing good out there – you know, these are the people that I support because I believe that the the more good you do out there, the more you pay it forward, the more people are going to see it, and hopefully they start doing the same thing. And you saw the yeah. trend, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, and like I said before, that's why I like this show so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it was just doing this regular car build show with a bunch of BS drama, uh, I'm not sure if I would have did it, you know. Um mm-hmm. But this was a great opportunity, and 
yeah, I'm going to take it and run with it. Um, I expect uh, big things in the future only because, you know, we've just, we, we really haven't even scratched the surface on, on what we can do with the show. We've had six episodes so far. Um, I mean, we're, we're barely off and running, so uh, I see big things in the future. Yeah, I mean, I see big things, and that's me on the outside looking in. I, because, you know, I, I, I see all these shows, and I, take, I mean, I, some are just like ridiculous, and then you have the ones that actually help people. And when those shows, I love them because you see the end result is like, okay, you know, the reveal, and boom, you know, and you see the smile yeah. on their face. I mean. Some people they cry, you know. You got to get people crying on your show, so we we got to work on that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then you get you get the emotion involved, you know. Um, so, you so 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 it's cool stuff. Now before we we go in and start uh, giving information on your 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 shop and uh, website information and social media information for the show, uh, I, I I think that this is important. At least to me, it's important. You know. Um, I, I like if you don't mind if we can take a minute and talk about your brother. You know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's important because you have a, a lot of vets out there, and you, you're a vet yourself. Um, and your brother, from what I understand, uh, is a war hero. Yeah, I, you know, I'm very proud to say it. He probably uh, doesn't like me to say it. He gets embarrassed, but uh, yeah, oh, he's he's, uh, he's gonna get he's gonna get embarrassed now. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he um uh he's still in the army, he's an officer, uh he's a pilot. Um uh, at the time he was flying Blackhawks uh which is a helicopter and um saved saved a handful of men in uh, Afghanistan, um uh, sacrificed uh himself and was fortunate enough to come out of it. Uh he uh his 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 uh, helicopter took fifty nine bullets. Wow. Um but he made it out of there on one engine and uh, saved a handful of men and uh, super proud of him. Uh, he got the Silver Star. And, uh, yeah, he's he's still in it. And, uh, you know, he's a career guy. Him and I were actually in the Navy together. When I went off to college after the Navy, he went to the uh, Warrant Officer Program for the Army to become a uh, helicopter pilot. But uh, now he's a commissioned officer. And, uh, yeah, the kid's just uh, two years younger than me, and he's just like, you know, I can't be more proud of him, you know. He's well, an animal. Well, you know what? You know, his name's Chris, right? Yeah, Chris Plumbo. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you know, glass glasses up to, to you, my man, because, you know, and I want to thank you for what you're doing out there and, you know, uh see this th these are the real heroes out there that people should actually look up to. You know, oh, um absolutely. and so, absolutely. you know, uh, be safe out there, Chris, and hopefully uh, you'll be uh you'll be done with your stint and then you can retire down in North Carolina like all the other vets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there that, you go. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so uh Chuck, you know, let let's give uh some web website information and social media information so that the listeners they want to find out more about you and follow you and everything else, you know, they can do so. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. I appreciate that. My website is cpcustoms.com. Customs being spelled with a K, so it's cpk. cpcustoms.com. Um, from there, I link on to Twitter is Chuck Palumbo. Uh, my Instagram is Chuck Palumbo, and my Facebook is uh, Chuck Palumbo fan page. So uh, it's not hard to find me, and if you go to my website, cpcustoms.com, I have links to all my social media. And uh, 
I appreciate you guys checking out what I'm doing, and um, it's it's nice to know that people are interested in what I'm doing. I enjoy that. So. Uh, Chuck, I think this is only you're only, you're only scratching the surface here, and I, and I, I say that wholeheartedly because I see where the show's going. I see where you're going. And you're doing some good out there. Keep up the great work. You got my support. And I do urge all our listeners out there, you know, check out Lords of the Car Hordes on Discovery Channel. Go to cpcustoms with a K dot com. Check out what Chuck's doing. See what's going on out there because, you know, look, even Mark Henry wants a bike made by Chuck. Who doesn't want a bike made by Chuck? You kidding me? <laughs> you know, big Mark Henry, he almost, he almost squashed my head when I saw him last. But, you know, but he even wants something. So, you know, yeah, check it out because, you know what? You have a handful of really, really, really talented people out there with uh, with with bike builds and car builds, and Chuck Palumbo is one of them. Chuck, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, you know we're gonna have you on again to to follow up because I know when your next season comes around, uh, it's gonna be uh, crazy, and your popularity is gonna go to the roof, my man. Well, Lewis, listen, I appreciate uh, you having me on, and I appreciate uh, all the support, man. You got it, brother. You got it, brother. All right, so anyway, so listeners, you know, well, again, you know, CP Customs, check it out, and uh, join us for the next episode of the UCW Radio Show. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen... My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.